The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Welcome to this episode of Pit Life Barbecue. Gather around the pit with your hosts, Johnny Mags and Greg the Barbecue Broker DiGiorgio. Let's talk barbecue. What's up, everybody? <laughs> Coming to you live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe in Salem, New Hampshire. It's the Pit Life Barbecue Podcast, where we talk everything barbecue and a lot of other topics that you normally talk around the pit. You literally just walked As in. As always, li- <laughs> I'm joined by the barbecue broker. You literally, for any, you guys that don't, haven't seen, Impeccable see timing. When I say impeccable timing, okay, I literally just said to our guest that Johnny's in traffic, and then as soon as the music started, his ass comes hobbling up the stairs. Yeah. Bad knee and all from the wretched, bad knees. Come bad on, knees from the it. wretched cold that we have, right? It was really affecting oh my, my back and his knees. He literally sits down and puts the mic on and goes, Welcome to <laughs> like What's that, up, everybody. Yeah, that was the timing, everyone. Like it legit. Oh man. Incredible. <sighs> What's up, dude? How the hell are you? You've been I feel so bad for you. I guys forgot out there. I forgot today was the day after the holiday. Driving around in a oh. shoebox. That's so we, we, we're, we're absolutely decimated with uh, COVID cases. Yep. So we're missing half the workforce. So then the day after the holiday is always crazy. Regardless of. You know, with the double packages, double mm-hmm. mail, all this. Yep. This one, and we're, we're waiting on the packages to get sorted in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, tick, 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 tick. I'm like, come on. So I told him, I go, you might have to start this without, without me. But I'll get there probably, I'm hoping, at least by the end of the reads. But uh, hey, lo and behold, look at that. How's that for time? I mean, you couldn't have timed it out any better. I'm pretty sure I got a text message from Dutch saying I'm late, but uh, technically I was, sort of. What's up, C-Mac? Hi. Hi, Dutch. There he is. Late as usual, damn Chrissy. Oh, he blamed you, Chrissy? (laughs) Let me tell you something, Dutch. You would have been proud of my driving performance I just put on. It was Dale Earnhardt-esque, if I might. What's up, Alton? Brother Alton. Dogfather in the house, Chrissy. Oh, he's little, here. He's well, a little late on the draw there. Oh, because I'm looking at the chat where they're all giving me, some are giving me a hard time, some being nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, did we say the dog fires in that? That's Damn right. Straight. That's right. She's slow, but she gets there. Well, anyway, it's been brutal out. Um, it's been really cold. Brutal cold. It's been raining hard. It's been snowing hard up in New Hampshire. Oh, I got buried yesterday. We didn't get any snow yesterday. Yeah. I, got down, I got down to work today. I'm like, where's all the snow? Oh, it's all up in my house. It was house. like half snow. It was like, ice, it was like snow and icicles yesterday. You couldn't even really go outside. If you risk, it was like risking your life and limb, literally. But, um, yeah, it was cold. Um, and I did a brisk. No, I, that was two weeks ago. I didn't cook anything this week. You cook anything? The hell no. Because the bris- last brisket I did was for my in-laws. That was last week and a half ago. I didn't light the smoker up this week. I didn't do anything. Matter of fact. I feel shame. Matter of fact, I got to take the night train out on the road just for a ride. Oh, yeah. So have. I don't get flat spots in the tires. There you go. These things happen, especially. You don't need tire rot in the Especially winter. here, and it gets so cold. I mean, look, we're not in like Canada now, but it was three degrees here the other day, and the wind chill was below zero today. Ooh. If you don't, in the air, in your tires, dissipates yep. and you get those flat spots so brother alton's putting us on the big screen and sipping Ooh. some sprite at a baby brother oh, alton my dude he's the best well i'm so, excited yeah we're excited about today yeah let's go all right let's get into today is brought to you by the brass tax 
<laughs> no, we haven't got that yet. Well, it could be. This is the, we're getting into the brass we'll tacks. Today's episode is always brought to you by everybody's favorite uncle, and that would be Uncle Steve Shake. Look, if you're wondering why nobody's coming by your barbecue when you light up, but yet your buddy's getting all the action, because he's using Uncle Steve Shake, and apparently you're not, which means one thing, Chrissy. You better get you some now. Damn straight. Uncle Steve Shake is handmade, uses only the finest ingredients, and comes in 12 amazing flavors, including the competition line and dessert shake, which I just put on some chopped fruit the other day and some whipped cream. Oh, party right there. Delicious. If you have any shake questions, Uncle Steve has fantastic customer service to walk it through all your shake needs. It's time to take your backyard barbecue game and that competition game to that next level with Uncle Steve's shake. Stuffed. You like that? Uh, Give me that. Cigars in the house. Today's episode also brought to you by, speaking of which. Two Guys Smoke Shop and TwoGuysCigars.com. Whether we are barbecuing or not, we always keep the smoke rolling. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. Today we are smoking the La Giana in the Robusto size. Thanks to our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com. We get to smoke some of the best cigars in the world, and so can you. And we do. Just visit TwoGuysCigars.com for your perfect barbecue companion. That's the number two, mm-hmm. GuysCigars.com. Oh, yeah. And we're also brought to you by... Well, that would be Backline Fabrication and Backline Smokers. Hey, so, I know him. Hey, look, that would be Mr. Ryan Newland from Austin, Texas. He's just pumping out some of the best one-off custom builds, whether it be a, a you know trailered offset smoker, uh, a 1,000-gallon to, to outfit your restaurant, uh, or a live fire device. I mean, the guy's just making some some serious, serious builds out of his one-man shop. Every uh, every square inch of his build is fabricated by Ryan. And, and he takes the time to really learn about what makes you tick and what you love. And he incorporates that into his builds, which really makes it very, very personal. Nothing bad to say. Check him out. Ryan Newland. Possibilities are endless. Backline fabrication. Dot com. Check them out. Also, today's episode brought to you by Magna Chef and Magna Chef Gloves. Our brother, Alan Fonte, knows a little bit of something about fire management and fire prevention. He's a Miami-Dade firefighter. Yep. He designed these gloves. I literally juggle charcoal with these. I don't recommend it on a regular basis, but you want a quick... Laugh from the neighbors, you can do so, and not burn your hands. Mm-hmm. These gloves are incredible. Food-grade silicone, patented magnetic clips. You ever get the barbecue gloves and you're trying to get it off, get them off, and you can't. They turn inside out. Inside the inside out. Then you get all, your, your clean hand gets greasy, mm-hmm. you know. Not no more. Mm-hmm. Click them right in. Little twist. That's it. Out. Boom. Boom. Done. Feel right out. out. And, oh. They don't go nowhere. Magnetic. So it doesn't yeah. drop on the ground and get dirty and grass. They work pretty good for magnetic Then both put it right back on, Yep. even for these meat hooks. And they just got the meat hooks. Trust Easy me. on and off, heat rated up to 500 mm-hmm. degrees, web fit for firm grip. Mm-hmm. One size fits all, dishwasher safe, and more importantly, made in America. Made right here in the USA. Did I ruin that? Yeah. Made in America. No. America. 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 Same thing. Mm-hmm. So, guys, hop on MagnusChef.com. Order yourself a pair or two 
Yep. Or three, they come in black, red, blue, green, and orange. I got myself a pair of red ones to match the Barbecue Broker logo. Just saying. They're fantastic. And you should do the same. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they are fantastic. So, yeah, MagnaChef.com. And I've said them before is I've actually kept these on and wrapped the briskets in them. You could feel the meat still. And oh, yeah. You can tight enough to your hands wrong. where you don't have to waste a box of nitro gloves or when there you're you cooking a case of briskets or whatever. Because they are hard to find these days. Thank you, Dancer. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Now we're going to get into the now brass tacks. Now we're getting into the brass tacks. Now we got to get into the brass tacks. Heck yeah. Let's go. It so is so exciting. funny. We always talk about the barbecue community yep. is extremely small and tight-knit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Today's guest was actually mentioned in last week's episode and was gracious enough to send us a message. Let's get something going. Boom. Let's get this week. So she watches. She's a fan. Absolutely. Everyone's oh, yes. a fan. Everyone's a fan. Let's go. Local to here in New England. Mm-hmm. Hailing from our home state of Massachusetts. You know, well, now I'm in New Hampshire. But still, Your home state my roots are where my roots are. Yep. You know. Still to live a mill at your roots. Hell, heck yeah. Drive all the way just to live a mill where your roots are. So. Ah. You done? <laughs> Always. Okay. Good. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Please welcome... From the Northeast Barbecue Society, amongst other things, mm-hmm. Kathy Trainer. Kathy. Kathy. Hello, everyone. Hi. How's it going? It's going great. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. Thank you for reaching out. That was awesome because we, we're always looking for different guests and it just worked out perfect, didn't it? I stop everything for kids too, and that's how it started. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What are you he's, doing? He's I'm producing doing, the producer. I'm, I'm, he I'm, makes me want to fight him. Everywhere. Backseat producing here, so I can <laughs> okay, see you, Kathy you better. You do your thing. And I I'm can only see like this much of Kathy's face, and I just wanted to make sure that I could. It's not all about you, see Greg. What we're working it's with. Not here. all about you. Anywho, Kathy, thank you so about much. Kathy. So, Kathy, Ed, through our conversations for the past week, um, you kind of got your hands in a whole bunch of stuff. I I really do. You um, know, so. When, we keep, it's not necessarily focused on one way or the other, but first and foremost, tell everybody who is Kathy Trainer. How did you get into the barbecue world? Mm-hmm. How did you start your barbecue journey? Mm-hmm. Okay, so my husband and I years ago had two small children, and we were home brewers. We really liked brewing beer, and as the kids got older, the beer stuff was too much space with the toys and all the kids stuff. So I said, okay, everything has to go outside. So it switched into barbecue, which was easy. We could feed ourselves, feed the neighborhood, do whatever. And there was a local contest and that was it. We did it once and we were hooked. But what I didn't realize is that I was a little more addicted to it than he was. (laughs) So I just kept finding more contests, kept finding out where we could go, try to do this. And then I noticed that little ones were doing it. I'm like, Well, I come with a special ed background. That's really important to make sure that kids can cook because they need it later on in life. Mm -hmm. So it spiraled into Kids Q and everything about Kids Q, including speaking at the National Barbecue um, Association's meeting a couple of years ago before COVID. I spoke there about Kids Q and that's how I met your guest last week, Mike Erickson. 
So I, you know, explained how cooking can start as early as, you know, infancy, really just learning how to pick things up, put things in places, dishes, whatever. And it spirals from there. And Mm -hmm. now there's scholarships for kids that cook and how important that is. Um, After doing tons of contests all over, we decided um, when the contest kind of started to fizzle out, we're like, well, we need to start making them. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. why can't we make a contest? We can. And we started. We did four last year and we have six on the docket this year um, in New England. And it's been really receptive. Actually, last year I had to turn teams away because we didn't have enough judges. So now we're in the reverse. We need judges. Okay. (laughs) And that's really like anything barbecue, I'm willing to figure it out and network and talk to people because it's one of the few places my family feels accepted because my two boys have autism. So when they cook, they feel included. And that's where inclusive barbecue events came from. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make sure that we had an environment where the boys were understood. And as a family, we're not your traditional family, but we can have some fun like everybody else. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all us. That's me. That's what I do. And I've been fortunate enough to be on the NEBS board this year, working on sanctioning, helping with member development, as well as making sure that we have some fun events coming up. That's really unbelievable. So your inclusive barbecue is, is totally separate. uh, The NEBS, right? It is. So what is is that? That's the organizer side of it. The uh the inclusive barbecue events that's your yep. the organizing side of it so there yep. is it like a side is it like a, a business that's re- totally separate or just related or in- intertwined with your so with NEBS or it's it- not even a business my okay. husband and I don't take an income okay the, the goal of it was to create more contests okay. because when COVID hit we saw a lot of organizations and charities start to suffer and they really couldn't sustain opening up another contest partly because of overhead, but just, you know, were teams interested still, were they able to come out? Mm. So my husband and I said, you know, let's do what the charities used to do. Let's organize a contest and make sure the money all goes back to the charity. So, you know, with a little bit of prize pool for the teams, we can then donate to the charity. So my husband and I take no overhead for that. We really just sit there and do the nitty gritty of gaining the teams, gaining the judges and holding off the contest. Awesome. I just think it's it's how first of all doing more competitions this year. I got my feet I got my feet wet last year, and I am hooked. The guys are hooked. Johnny's There's had one some, in March. Johnny, come on down. Johnny's. <laughs> I'm going to be there. I believe I need to get in all the info from you. But Johnny's had a few uh, comps in the in the past prior to myself, and he's. It's just like how much fun they are and, oh, and the a, community. It's a, it's a and, blast. and then my our first comp this year, Johnny was going to be there, but uh, ended up couldn't making it because of work scheduling. But we did a KCBS for our first one, which was at the um, campground in New Hampshire. Hancock, New Hampshire. In Hancock, New Hampshire, last yeah. year at the Seven, seven Acres? Seven, seven Maples. Seven, seven Maples, maple. yeah. And we were just hooked. The amount it's, of people that came over to us, they just knew that there was a new team in town and so many people just walked up and they're like, hey, you know, good luck. Let us know if you need anything. People offering, you know, do you guys know how to trim correctly? Do you need help with trimming? We're like, hey, I think we got it. Then they, then we we watched, uh, um, is it Jane? Oh, what's her name? Jane, Janie? Jana. Jana, right? Yep. yep. 
the way she showed us how she trimmed her pork butt. Like, That's not anything that we were used to doing, you know? So she's like, yeah, you cut this. And so, I mean, it was just so welcoming. And now we're hooked. Well, I kind of rigged that. I told Billy Gillespie to, hey, the boys are coming up. Make them feel welcome, will you? Billy was great. <laughs> Billy was awesome. We were right diagonal from Billy. We, we got a chance to hang out with him, and uh, it's awesome, man. I, and I actually made a uh, rack of ribs with his rub and sauce last week, or two weeks ago. Oh, it's delicious. It's really good. It really, good it really is. Good stuff. So I'm hooked, and I'm going to be doing more this year. So we'll be seeing each other this year, Kathy. I know that good. for sure. Good. And I'm actually just talking to my son about it this year. About, uh, let's see if he's interested in doing the kids' queue. Hell yeah, he's right in the... I have twins, the, um, 12 years old, boys. Yeah, the age group for it. Yeah, you know. It's my daughter, though, my seven-year-old daughter that is really the one that asks to help more. No, heck yeah. Why am I going to push the envelope with my boys if they don't really want to do it? Except for my daughter, she's asking to do it, she's going to end up doing it with me. <laughs> we have siblings competing against each other. Ah, that's amazing. So they can all compete against each other, and they think it's hilarious to figure out who does better. That's awesome. Yeah. That is hilarious. No, that would be great. I would love to get them in there. Y'all kids have done a competition. Oh yeah, already? we did it with with, with C-Mac C-Max. at his River Fest. Yep. He has he has a you know somewhat quasi private non sanctioned yeah. backyard you know event. But uh, but um, Big but yeah, he though. threw he threw a kids kids steak competition. Yep. This year and uh, my my two uh, came in with a second place steak. Yep. And actually, his daughter came in first place, but it wound up being. One of the um, one of the shining moments of the day, because it's literally all day long. Mm-hmm. It's seven or more till whenever the last person leaves. But yeah, everyone was. He had it all in like I want to say six or eight grills set up in the driveway, all roped, roped off. Roped off. Yep. And it, everyone just swarmed, just watching the kids, and the kids were going, "Oh!" But, but yeah, you know they're sitting there, you know, scheming with their partner and. Yep. No, no, no! Not fl- don't flip it yet. And did, did I could see my my daughter counting? Because you know I'm giving her some tips. Yeah, yep. So she's counting seconds off of her right, off of her hand. But yeah, the, the with the with the with the kids, it's the it's the future, right there. Because it's always going to keep on keep on going. Now, Kathy, you had said something with you have your 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 kids are autistic. They are. My son is autistic, and he trying to find something to do with them or to keep the, his attention and everything. You know, is a incredible feat. He just kept on peeking around the corner or peeking in the yard. When I was hitting the smoker and spraying, and because first off, I got all types of toys, mm-hmm. just sprayers and poking and this and that. So then, you know, he kept working his way over. Next thing you know, hey, can you, you know, teach me? Heck yeah, you know, and doing this, doing that, and you know, he's a hot dog cooking machine. You know, we mm. we did a funny YouTube video. Two Fourth of July's ago, hot dog cooking contest. You know, I was doing mine, and he was doing his on his little Weber, and you know, I thought it was I was I thought I won. You know, I was using mine on the vortex. You know that high heat and got the nice yep, sear yep. on it. 
you know. But he goes, no, you're burning it. You're, I don't, you don't know what you're talking about. But it was back to the basics. You took your son right. took you back to the basics. Oh. They take over. They <laughs> it's fun. It was yeah. so start funny to be like, no, you're doing it wrong. Right? Yeah. It's the way of the future. Doing? New ways. But it was it was so hot and warming. You know what I mean? Um, just just to now to watch him yeah. do it, or when they were flipping those steaks, and I was off to the side. It's like, hey, all right, all right. But you know, it it comes in. With that, now, obviously, do you got any stories with the first time they started or how or how you steered them in that direction? Um, so for me, um, one of my sons is a little more severe. So I wanted to make sure that he learned a lot of life skills. Like, what is he going to need as he grows older? So we started inside the house and then we moved outside the house. But when I pushed them to do their first competition, I remember my son walking the box to Andy King. And... Andy King, like he was afraid of Andy. I'm like, why are you afraid of Andy? He's the nicest guy on the planet, (laughs) but he's shaking the box. And I'm like, okay, I don't even know what that's going to look like right now, but he got it to the table, (laughs) but he didn't care because he ran all the way back. He's like, I'm all done. I'm like, you're all done. You're free to go play. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. But he shook the box all the way there because he was so nervous and excited, but he did it. (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Oh, man. That is. We see that afterwards. The kids come running, and then they're in the middle of a parking lot playing in a puddle, or they were playing – the last contest, we had 11 teams, and they were playing Uno in the parking lot. I'm like, okay, great. You're playing Uno. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, had, we, had a, um, we had an event two years ago for one of our friend's nephew, and, uh, and my son wanted to come along. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's hanging out with the boys – you know, he's so he Late next night. thing you know, it's over, right, where the is overnight he? cook, and he's 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 over in the parking lot by the by the truck playing with his Legos and his car. Or he's and, back at me. He's like, "Is it time to spray the meat yet?" Yeah, he wants to spray the meat. Like, you know, that he, was his he job. goes he goes to bed. Yeah, in the back of the back seat of the truck, and next thing you know, it's like two o'clock in the morning. You know, I feel the little nudge on the shoulder. He just kind of where we at. He just kind of spawns next. Where to we at? Just to spawn. You're hey, supposed you, to be sleeping. How'd you get there? But fine, don't tell your mother. <laughs> we have, I have a story where we pulled up to a contest. Um, a competitor didn't even look for us. They were looking for the kids. I'm like, they're in the trailer. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so we just, this this competitor just jumped into it. I was like, hi guys, what's up? I'm like, and this is why we do it. It's just, yeah. it, it's inclusive and everybody's included and you can have some fun. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, awesome, awesome. Mike C, what's up, buddy? Kevin, so, what's up, guys? Jeff I know Nelson. one of the one of the points you had told me is you were awarded the Smithfield Grant for the Snowshoe 2022. We what were. What is um, that? Wow. On Saturday night, I sat there and I'm like, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> like th- we like New England barbecue is important and we can show it. Um, so a Saturday night, I was completely just bored, and I was like, all right, let's fill out the application. I got that email. And I called my husband at work. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. He's like, what? He's like, you're lying. You're joking on me. I'm like, nope. So we got the grant. Um, it will be for Snowshoe, which is March 19th. And Smithfield was extremely generous. They gave an additional $1,500 to the prize pool, uh-huh. which means that we can spread that out amongst several categories and Kids Q, which is also going to do a pork product. 
Um, so that means that, you know, up in New England to get that recognition on top of that, to have Springfield know that this contest is a little bit unique. It is yep. mostly grilling and it is more that out of the box for a category, not your typical chicken ribs, brisket and pork. Um, it, it was nice to kind of see that they appreciated some of the skills that we have up here. Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. That's that awesome. Cool. Because like you said, we're not necessarily known no. yep. for barbecue. Yeah. You know, that's like when we start, when I started the show back in 2018, you know, I got the couple comments. What do you guys from New England know about barbecue? Well, kind of with a crock pot of barbecue. So we had kind of have it all. It's like we, we try to try to honor regional barbecue where it's the best. Yeah. You know, brisket's got, I mean, Texas has got their, their beef game, and the South has got their pork game, and whatever. Kansas City's got the burn-in game. You know I mean? Everyone's got a little of this, you know? They love their chicken and white sauce down in, in Bama. Yeah. You know? So it's like, I, how many times have you made, like, a smoked chicken or a fried chicken or something and made a nice white sauce to go with it? I mean, then that's dedicated to that region. Mm-hmm. Right? So you are right. We are kind of a melting pot, I feel. Oh, we're absolutely. We don't really we're not have known a style. For one thing. We don't really have a style, per yeah. se. But again, we, we, we New England. We, we, we put, a, put our own we little, little flair. We'll call it Boston accent on, on things, right? You know, like I recently had a brisket, and I did a couple lobster tails with it. There yeah. you go. Boom. You know, and even, even Billy Gillespie, he, uh, one of his rubs is an apple rub. You is know, it, so is it what? Apple, apple rub. Mm-hmm. You know, so apple trees and everything, you known for the New England, especially. Maple. You, you know, he maple. spun that into it. Yep. You, know? you use like a maple, uh, bar, you know, barbecue sauce or maple glaze or something and try to, it's a real Vermont maple syrup, you know, put a little Boston accent on it that way. Absolutely. Well, not so much Boston as but New England accent, you know. So, um, so yeah, we have the melting pot, so to speak. So, Kathy, with you being in. Have uh, <laughs> been. Uh, um, an event coordinator, a co- uh, contest coordinator. What, how much does that entail? Because that's got to be no small feat. It's it's a lot less time than I thought. My first one, it took a lot of time, but yeah. I would say it's maybe about an hour and a half a week. Um, between everything. So it's, it's networking with the teams to know like, Hey, the contest is available. Let's get you signed up. Um, looking for judges and also making sure that I have fluid communication with NEBS because they're the ones that's going to help sanction the contest. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of put those into three little buckets, about 30 minutes a week. I am online a little bit more just because of the nature of like, just wanting to make sure my teams are okay because a lot of them have questions. A lot of them want to know like, what about this? Can I do this? Or did I get the packet right? So I try to be available. Um, but that kind of goes with my background as being in special education. I want to make sure that everybody understands and I don't want to leave anybody behind. Um, but I would say on an average, if an organizer were to do this, it'd be about 90 minutes a week. Okay. Okay. Now, you, like you said, the, the, the first time you did it, you know, took a while. And obviously I, after that, you get some stuff kind of set up and you start building relationships with the different places. Now, like, how, how would you go about, um, you know, booking a site? Like the campground. That our, that's our biggest challenge yeah, is honestly so. finding a location. Site acquisition so management, yeah. My first one, I had 
rode around to a bunch of different halls and like different, um, like American legions, yep. VFWs, those types Elks, of things. Yep, yep. A lot of them really weren't sure who we were or what we were doing. So like, why do you want my facility? Um, I happened to attend the class and cook with NEBS and someone there was like, Hey, my VFW would like to do this. And then my legion would like to do it. And I was like, okay, great. So then just finding an inside connection was a little bit easier. Mm. So we've been able to, um, just kind of, ask a lot of places and you do get a lot of no's, but Mm -hmm. sometimes um, people just need a little more explanation about what is barbecue? What is it for? And what would be the benefit of having us there? Um, In most cases, once you sit down and explain it, they're like, Oh, that sounds like fun. Can I have some leftovers? Like, you know, can I have the food? Yeah, sure. You don't want to keep, you want to come judge, like let's judge. Um, So it's really just growing that network, which I think, is something that can continue to happen and make those partnerships with um, different charities and organizations that are looking for um, a little bit of extra money just to a basic cooking competition. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this, the second part of it would be obviously the the location, but then I'd, I'd say a close second would be the judging. Now, how do you go about that? Do you, do you have a specific set or do the judges need to be like KCBS certified beforehand? And yeah. So right now um, through NEBS, NEBS handles a lot of the judging. They, ha- I mean, I have to find judges, but we get a, a good mix. We get a good mix of existing KCBS judges or people that want to become judges. So they're looking for competitions to get more information. They're looking to kind of expand that. And because of COVID, the past two years has been really difficult yeah. to kind of reg- judging class. <clears throat> so these contests have actually been able to facilitate more interest toward judging. So okay. um, I believe NEBS is looking at running um, is looking at running a couple different ideas. Um, but with that said, it really offers if you judge a couple times, even though you're not certified, you kind of know like what to expect next. Um, just like KCBS does, there is an initial kind of process of like what is expected, what to judge if you're a non-certified judge. NEBS kind of does that too. They go through the same thing. So sure. it's it's not judging if you're not certified is very, you get introduced to it very similar, whether it be SEA, um, you uh, KCBS or NEBS. It's very similar. They offer like an introduction class when you get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. Got it. So how are you associated? How is NEBS associated with like the other um, national barbecue societies, KCBS, IBCA, um, MBN, MBN yep. GBA? How, so how does, how do you guys all work together? Are you a, you're totally separate, but you worked, you know, you still kind of try to, for KCBS and tell us how that all works. So NEBS itself is is a is kind of a diverse unit because a lot of the associations across the U.S. might not necessarily offer to sanction um, individual contests, but they may provide team of the year just like NEBS does. They may provide classes like NEBS does, mm-hmm. but every region kind of does things a little bit differently. So that's, you know, and and NEBS offers a lot of information and a lot of opportunity to grow within barbecue and network. And then it's not just for teens. Mm -hmm. It could be for restaurants. It could be for the enthusiast. And it could be for the judge or just the family that's looking for something else to do. Got it. Got it. 
So is the KCBS more, did you work more with like one, like I've noticed like up this area, there's been more KCBS up in Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont. Um, but you guys are always advertising that or in your publications or on your sites, you, you know, you have all the K- local KCBSs, right? Is there any yes. other leagues besides uh, KCBS that come up to the Northeast area? And, um, and any other leagues that would be national right enough to now. have that, have that reach? Um, not right now. Okay. I would know that SCA has tried to, you know, kind of do a couple things. Um, they had that we, at Seven Maples last year. The yeah, SCA. they had it yep. at Seven Maples. They, they did something in uh, Cora Shiner's main event. In Maine, um, yep. They did that. Um, there was talk of doing something in Connecticut with um, SCA, but that a lot of that is um, we provide that for information for the members of NEBS to go, okay, it's not just barbecue, there's steak, there's different contests mm-hmm. for it, like auxiliary categories. So it's really a, offers one section to be like, oh, in this area, we can provide this information for you. Right, right. Yeah. Now, did you, isn't there, uh, speaking of this, the steak, is it true that KCBS, I think I read or heard somewhere that KCBS was coming out with the steak division? Um, it does look like that. Um, I think on their website they has a, they have a little bit more information. Okay, okay, but more or less it's the SEA, which I really enjoyed. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it as much cooking a ribeye for competition as I would a brisket or ribs or something. But we had a lot of fun with that. We were like my a, first one. My first one was in Kansas City while I was speaking about kids' Q, and I came in ninth place out of fifty-five teams for your SEA. I, I almost fell over. I was like, "Okay, apparently I can cook a steak." We did all right. <laughs> we got thirteenth out of like twenty-five or something like that for our first first time ever really doing it. We cooked on eighteen-inch Weber kettle with some grilled grates that weren't really made for it, and uh, yep. <laughs> you know we uh, we. we <laughs> They're just like, I think they were for a rec tech or something. I don't know. They worked though. Um, but we used to see this. It was like, a, it was like when a, when the, you know, race car pulls into the, to the pit, it was like lift, scrape, spray, flip, lift, scrape. You know, it was like rotate, lift, spray, scrape, spray, put, rotate, you know, flip. It was like, it was crazy. That's a perfect explanation. It really it, is it, like a little pit crew. It is like a little, everything. it's like a little pit crew. Everyone has their job. Everyone's got their little thing to do. Uh, and then, of course, you know, you got to have the guy filming, you know, for social media. That's another whole job on its own when you're at these competitions and trying to get footage to put on your social media accounts. Mm-hmm. Taping is a, you know, that's a whole other job. Filming and editing, all that crap. What is this editing you speak of? That's John's famous editing? one. I film to edit. <laughs> but, um, no, that's, that's really interesting to know how it all ties in together. You know, just oh, like absolutely. all the different leagues and, and everything and um, – you know, I would assume like if another league like IBCA or someone wanted to expand to the Northeast, they would probably, you guys would probably work with them and, or you'd work together and in, in getting that out there to everybody, probably That's I would correct. imagine. Okay. Okay. That is really, really awesome. And I, I am, have a little interest in maybe being uh, certified to be a judge. I think that would be. Oh, you're certifiable. That's for sure. <laughs> but it would also be advantageous. I'm just thinking to have that mindset, right? As a judge. Chrissy, wouldn't that be advantageous, you think, to have that mind, just to know what they're, what they're looking for? Yeah. And you think you know what they're looking for. They're looking for the best cue, but what exactly? Can't be too much of this. Can't be too much of that. Or it's going to be mean, too much for some people. They can't give you all the answers. And, well, I think, how is it competition? Well, I think that a lot of guys, KCPS guys, actually mm-hmm. go through the training to see. They actually do judge. Mm-hmm. Mostly they compete. But they like to know what what the what the frame of mind is. Okay, okay. For the through, judge. Th- through the years of the show, mm-hmm. 
<clears throat> a lot of the guys, and it's coming from big name guys, Billy Gillespie, Junior Urias, Robbie Royal, they've all said the same mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Take a judging class. Yep. And take a take a cook's class. Mm. Because you start right off ahead of okay, the Okay, I'm with you. So take yeah. a professional barbecue and cooking class and take a judging class. It's like entering because the, the yep. Because the judging, it varies depending on where in the country you are. The right. different flavor profiles, you know, like Robbie Royal, he's in Georgia. Yeah. So you're talking a very sweet, you know, mm. obviously Georgia peaches. and So you're going to have that yeah. profile Yeah. while you move a little further west. You're going to get a sweeter, but more of a tang. And, you know, so just understanding the whole judging process, what the KCBS protocol is looking oh, okay. for, for taste yep. profiles. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that in a, in a cooking class, and you're going to be ahead of the game right off the bat. It's like entering the Army as an officer rather than a private. Something like that. Yeah, I'm not even about to touch that one. <laughs> well, I'm saying you end up coming at the entry level. You're coming in with some background, with some knowledge base on the subject. Yeah, so to speak, I suppose. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, Kathy, uh, Tim Rogers has a question. How long has it been since the last snowshoe event? We think, and, and this is, it's either eight or eight or nine years, we think. Um, okay. There is a question of whether it was a little bit shorter, but it's been a while. Um, and it was something that I did when I started. It was like my third event and we had a lot of fun. I'm like, where is this event? It was like three feet of snow on the ground and we're <laughs> jumping over snow piles to turn stuff in. And my feet were frozen and I'm like, I still wanted to go back. So yeah. like, you don't know, it could be pouring because one of them I went to it was pouring. So this is the whole thing. You don't know if it's going to snow. You don't know if it's going to rain. Is your easy up going to bust on you? But yeah. you just go and have fun. The wind that we had today, I don't know any easy up that's staying up. Oh, because, we, you know, we just, <laughs> you, you were saying the date of that was March crap. 19th. Yeah. It's still you know, like blizzard we, season got, here. We've gotten blizzards at the beginning of April, <laughs> you know, so yeah. you, you want to talk about p- potentially cooking in the elements, <laughs> you know, we got it. We got it here. <laughs> the elements for sure. And that's what makes this event so unique because it doesn't come around very often. And when it does, you just it's a wild card. You just don't know what you're walking into that day. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's that's New England barbecue for you. Hey, you know. That's it. That's what it comes down to. Should I start some crap? Why? What are they saying? I don't know. I'd like to see some of the some of the Texas boys doing some barbecue in a blizzard. Ooh, they did it. They did it. You know what? I, I didn't. I didn't see too many of them cooking during the snowstorm last year. What did they? Actually, Big Rome. Yeah. Big Rome was throwing. Big down. Rome was. He, Big Rome made his uh, made his little ice box out of the snow. Put his couple brews in. I think those guys were using the snow. They made the best of it. Outdoor they made the igloo. Best of it. You know. But uh, uh, we get that's a dusting for us. But we're also prepared for it, right? Salt trucks and. Shovels. Let's see if we got any more questions from the. I mean, I keep a shovel right by my door all winter because you never know when you're going to wake up to a foot of snow. We do too. (laughs) I just sit right by the front door, right by the back door. You know, and sometimes, and if we do know it's coming, it's going to be big. We keep a shovel inside because you got a shovel out. You open your door, comes in, and the door is the snow is sometimes piled up to there. You know, you can. The wind hits. The wind pelts my back porch, so it's like. The snow, I like, can get up to five feet high. Wow! So I gotta like we gotta shovel out 
to get out sometimes, you know? Oh, yeah. You know, and you're, you're in the woods. Oh, we, got, we, north, we, so you, we got slammed with another eight, nine inches of snow yesterday. And that's so. the difference between where you are and where I am is that we got pelted with just rain and yeah. you got hit with like eight inches of snow. What? Anyway, but um, I'm excited for this year. What the hell happened? Oh, it's, it's, we lost connection. Here we go. Me and the boy, we're all we're all excited. We're, we're going to try to def- definitely be more involved. I run a catering business. I just started last year, barbecue catering business. So I have a lot of weekends that are taken up with that. But I learned last year that I need to get all my barbecue stuff dates lined up now before I start booking all the catering jobs. I can book around the comps. That would be the key. Now and you're you talking like other sense. caterers do the same thing. They try to figure out where their favorite competitions are yep. and go, okay, I'm not available that weekend because I'm out of competition, but you, that also a way for get your catering information out there. It is. Yeah, it's true. No, it's oh, heck yeah. yeah. The amount of people at that one of the, you know, what, what's, what is the average, um, you know, attendance for, for one of the events around here? Um, about, well, so for the Nebs events that I've been planning about 25 to 27, um, I expect the snowshoe to be much larger than that just because of the time of year. Not a lot of teams are busy. Yeah. Um, and the Smithville grant will drive some more, but we usually have to take 25 to 27. My goal would really be at 30 to 32, um, just because it allows the charities that we help to really get more benefit from it. And our teams meet more people. Yeah. For sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. But. No, definitely. Uh, we, we, I was following a bunch of new people after la- after every comp. We, you know, we've been there. It's like you just meet so many new friends. You're following another whole new community now. You know exists. You know, we're always trapped in our own little bubble <laughs> oh. of our own little barbecue community. <laughs> say, say, say his name, and he shall appear. Big, Big Rome. Rome, what's up, brother? There he was. We're just talking Terry, about what's you, Big happening. Rome. Exactly. His ears were ringing. Yep. But Kathy, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Um, obviously, with everything you got your hands in, you got more than one social media, different things. Where can everybody find you on all the different platforms? Being um, it inclusive, being at Nebs, Kids Q, have at it. I think the best way to find me is an inclusive barbecue events. Um, but I'm also really accessible in all the barbecue groups. Um, and I respond really quickly. So I look forward to meeting more people that want to expand their information about barbecue. And for people who aren't sure, go to nebs.org. And don't, don't also, don't forget to post on our um, group, New England Pitmasters, which I know you have. Yeah. All right. That, um, that is going to be a great source to get, you know, there's a lot of guys, a lot of our community members that are newer to the to competitions and that want that got their feet wet last year that really, really want to dive in this year. So post anytime you want on our group, New England Pitmasters, and on the group, not the page. Put on the group. That's where all the discussions are. And guarantee you, you'll, you're going to get people from that group alone. We have almost 6,000 in there now. So Thank you. it's growing pretty good. That's all I got. That's all I got. But Kathy, thank you so much for taking some time. Thank you for reaching out. Mm-hmm. It was great to, to have you. We're always looking for guests. Come back on whenever. If you ever need to make an announcement, just want to chat. You know, again. I know there'll be some more events coming up. Yeah. So, you know, hit us up. Great. Thank Give you. us a shout. I've, we'll I've get had it a great time. Here. So reach out anytime. Awesome. All right. Awesome, Kathy. Thank Thanks, you Kathy. so much. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Nice. Yeah. You know, it's it, it, it's it's awesome, but like you said, got your hands in so many different things. 
<coughs> you know, kids cue the planning, mm-hmm. the, you know, Nev's inclusive. That's a busy lady right She's there. She's a busy, busy <laughs> woman. She has a tremendous love for barbecue. And it's inspiring as all hell. All right? Absolutely. It really is. It's inspiring. What are we doing next week, big dog? Oh, guess who's not going to be here next week? What, what's this we thing? You got a little <laughs> mouse in your pocket or something? You and me. He's That's there. right. Yeah. I won't be here next year, next week, guys. Or maybe for a year. It depends if I make it back. Foreshadowing. Try not to miss me too much. I will be in... Uh, they won't even know you're good. <laughs> you jerk. Yeah, they will. It'll be quiet. I'll be in sunny Florida next week. It's going to be fun. I got Working cameras and security. There, bud? Don't try to rob me. I got cameras and security all over my house. You have to do a background very, check to get into Disney. Very nosy buddy uh, neighbors. Um, we're in Naples. <laughs> we're not going to Disney. What, are you retired? <laughs> we decided... <laughs> No Disney this year anyway, so we're going to uh-huh. visit some friends down there. Taking the kids to Aruba in July, so I won't be here in July one of those Tuesdays. You want to adopt me? I asked the kids. <laughs> we gave them a choice. Would you want to go to Disney World or go to Aruba? I like Aruba. They said Aruba. I'm like, wow. no. One of my sons hates lines. One of them hates rides. And then my daughter's. All right, that just my, don't work. And my daughter's cuckoo. She'll do anything. She'll wait in line. She'll go on rides. She'll do anything. So, yeah, so she's we're thinking about just taking thing. her and leaving the boys home someday. There you go. <laughs> hey, you got cameras. You can watch them. But anyway, uh, don't miss me too much next week. All right, we won't. I'll be back. Don't worry. So next week, <laughs> we actually have Jim Buchanan of Dozer's Barbecue out of Fulshia, Texas. Mm. Join us over 50 years in business. He knows a thing or two about uh, I think so. about burning some sticks and smoking some meats. Yep, so, yep. So that'll be interesting. <coughs> so as you are there tanning, tanning yourself, getting a nice little bark on yourself. <laughs> I'm gonna bark up nice, son. You know, you know. <laughs> but, but I'll be back. Don't worry. And we'll be here waiting for you, my man. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's it for this week, folks. We'd like to thank you all for joining us. Catch the audio wherever podcasts are found. Catch the video on Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, hit that subscribe button and notification bell. You have all our episodes right there at your fingertips. On social media, find us at all the links down below. Questions or comments, please send them to pitlifebbqpodcast at gmail.com. And like always, subscribe, like, rate, and review. Hit that share button. Mm -hmm. And at least for me... (laughs) Until next week. Till next week. Keep, keep the, the smoke, smoke rolling. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.